Thank you for listening to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast, located here in Pasco, Washington, where lives are still being changed for Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy it. You would open up your Bibles this evening. We're going to be reading in Genesis 4, 1 through 16. And so we sang that song this evening, Heart of Worship. And actually that's the name of my sermon this this evening. And uh, praise God. So let us read our scripture. It says, The man was intimate with his wife Eve. And so she conceived and gave birth to Cain. She said, I have... Had a male child with the Lord's help. She also gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel became a shepherd of flocks. But Cain worked the ground. In the course of time, Cain presented some of the land's produce as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also presented an offering. Some of the uh, firstborn of his flocks and their fat portion. The Lord had regard, amen, for Abel and his offering, but he did not regard for Cain and his offering. Cain was furious, and he looked, amen, angry. And so then the Lord said to Cain, why are you furious, amen? And why do you look, amen, angry? If you do what is right, won't you be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, amen, sin is crouching at your door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out into the field. So this is the first murder in the world. Notice the intent. He says, let's go out into the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where's your brother Abel? I do not know, he replied. Am I my brother's guardian or my brother's keeper? And then he said, what have you done? Your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So you are cursed, amen, alienated fr- uh, from the ground that opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood you have shed. If you work the ground, it will never uh, again give its yield, amen. You will be um, restless wanderer on earth. But Cain answered the Lord, uh, the Lord, my punishment is too great to bear, since you, amen, are banished me, me from the face of the earth, and I must die, sorry, hide from your presence and become a restless wanderer on the earth. Whoever finds me will kill me, and the Lord replied to him, in that case, whoever kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. And he placed a mark on Cain so that whoever found him would not kill him. Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Let's pray. God, we pray this evening that you would move, Lord God, upon your people, Lord God. That we would understand, Lord God, that we would give worship to to you either way, Lord God. Either we worship you or not. We pray that you would move, Lord God. Show us, Lord God, in your word, Lord God, what way we should worship you in the name of jesus we pray amen and so this scripture is not just about murder amen and rebellion 
This chapter, amen, at its core is about the worship of God. The right way and the wrong way to worship God. And so Cain's life is a life lived for self rather than a life lived for God. And so does your life reveal, amen, what you are, if you are worshiping God or not? And so we look at the scripture, amen, in Genesis. And so Moses is the writer of the scripture. And Moses is telling a story, amen, that is very intentional. In one case, we'll find a worshiper of God filled with faith. And so on the other hand, we will find another man that refuses to worship God. And so what we see, amen, is the sacrifice of Abel is accepted by God, and the sacrifice of Cain is rejected. And so why would God receive Abel's sacrifice but reject Cain's? Hebrew 11.4 says, By faith Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which was commended, and he was received as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gift. So why is Abel's sacrifice received? Because it was given in faith. It is his first fruits, amen, from his flocks. And then also the fat is involved. One commentator said this. It says, this is like Abel bringing the fattiest of the firstlings of the flock. Amen. I don't like gristle. Amen. But how many of us know when it's offered up to God in the Old Testament? Amen. It was, it was showing, amen, that, that your heart was into it. And so he brings the best of the best to God. Why does he do this? Because he loves him. He wants to, his worship to be extravagant. He wants, amen, to walk in obedience. And so he wants to worship by faith. Whereas the kind, kind of offering Cain left is not mentioned. And so Cain just gathered up something by duty, and brought it to God. And so that was his worship. But it was not the worship that God was requiring. We see the root of the issue of the two hearts. One is filled with faith, and the other is lacking. One form of worship is acceptable to God, and the other one is not. Amen. And so we have two kinds of worship being offered. God worship and self-worship. And so what, when you bring God, amen, what he requires you to bring to him, that's when you're worshiping God. And so the early Baptists would not sing together in gatherings because they did not, a men, want their worship to be promiscuous. And so that sounds dangerous, doesn't it? And so what this means is that they didn't want non-Christians worshiping God with them together. Because they cared about the worship, amen, they were giving to God. And so they considered, amen, non-Christians coming in and worshiping with them as unpure worship. So they avoided, amen, worshiping 
God altogether or singing to God altogether with non-Christians. And so the early Baptists wanted to make sure that faith was a part of their worship to God. So, amen, should be our worship. And so our worship, worship of, to God, amen, matters. And that's why we come and worship to God. We give our tithes. We give our offerings. We lay our lives down to God. These are acceptable offerings to God. You love your neighbor, amen. And so these are accompanied by faith. And so, but it's not, amen, the act alone of worship. Catholics have a doctrine called ex. Hold on. This is Latin. Ex. I don't know how to say this. Exporeto something. Amen. So, what this word means is that by their works, this is acceptable to God. But how many of us know that that is contrary to the Bible? That's not true. It's not the outward of worship that you give God that is acceptable to Him. It is also the worship of faith that's in our hearts. Amen. And so the writer in Genesis is showing the two different kinds of worship of these two men. And so Cain becomes very angry and his face falls or his countenance falls so god rejects cain's offering and so this man gets furious and he cannot believe that god is doing this to him he is so mad that he cannot hide it it is like when you're arguing with somebody you're arguing with your spouse and so your face amen gets spotty or it becomes red because you're so angry with this person and so this is what's happening in, in our story. This is what's happening to Cain. And so Cain's face is revealing just how angry he is. His heart is blistering with jealousy. And so he's coveting his relationship that Abel has with God, his younger brother. He's so mad at God that God has not received his sacrifice. And so God's patient with this man. He says, Cain, if you do what is right, you will be accepted. God is telling Cain that he can live, amen, one of two ways. You can live as a worshiper of God or you can live in rebellion. But there's, there's war in Cain's heart. Our hearts are the battleground for worship. We're choosing, amen, we choose who we worship, either God or self. And Cain's heart is in danger in our scripture. God says, Cain, sin is like a crouching tiger at the door. And so it wants to have dominion over it. It wants to rule over you, but you must have dominion over it. He's telling him to cultivate, amen, his dominion over his flesh. John Owen, the great Puritan, said this. Always be killing sin, or it will be killing you. Proverbs 4.23, amen. Keep guard of your heart with all vigilance, and above all that you guard, for out of it flows, amen, the springs of life. 
And so God is calling, amen, every believer, every person in this place to guard our hearts. Because how many of us know that there's, there's um, amen, insects that try to get into our hearts? Insects of jealousy. Insects, amen, of uh, unbelief. If you don't keep, amen, in God's word, these things that try to eat up at your relationship with God will eat up at your relationship with God. And so that's why we're called, amen, to guard our hearts. And so everything begins in the heart. And so are you cultivating a heart of worship? And so that's an intentional word, cultivating your heart. God says that you're having dominion on a daily basis over your heart. It means to protect and take care of it and to work on it. That's why so many people's cars, they break down. They don't take care of them. They don't, amen, put the right amount of oil on in it. Amen. And they break down. And that's what can happen with our relationship with God. Are you working on your heart? Amen. Taking care of it. Keeping your heart lowly before the Lord. Humble and moldable. And so worship, amen, begins in the heart. But it does not stay there. Second worship is seen in our lives. So for better or for worse, we can tell if people are really worshiping God or not. And so if our lives are marked by joy and life, it is because, amen, our hearts have experienced Jesus Christ. And so if our hearts are filled with sin, our hearts will spill over into our lives. And this is where we see Cain's heart on display through the unrevealing of his life. And so in the eighth verse, amen, he goes from becoming an outward worshiper of God to forever being removed from his presence. And so this is severe. And so how quickly, amen, this little seed of sin planted in the heart works in this man's heart, in this man's life, and brings devastation to it. And so this is the fruit, amen, of his life. And think about this. Cain deceives his brother. He tricks him. He gets him away from his family out to where no one could hear this man scream. He tricks him, amen, into being removed, amen, to this far field, which everything escalates, and then he ends up killing his brother. The second step, amen, is murder. He murders his brother. He's angry. There's hatred involved, amen. And so... Cain bears its full expression when he lifts his hand towards his brother and kills him. This is all going on, amen, within Cain's heart. Next, amen, he's lying. He's lying, amen, to God. God asks him, where, where is your brother? He says, I do not know. And you think, amen, Amen. God didn't know where Abel was. When God asks something in the Bible, it's not because he wants some information. He's trying to move Cain, amen, amen, to see that he knows this. 
And just to come clean, amen, and repent. When God asks us something, a lot of times it's because He already knows it. He's just trying to get us to acknowledge it so we can turn around. And so this is why every Sunday we spend, amen, in time, amen, of confession in church of our sins is so crucial. The rhythm, amen, of Christian worship is regular repentance, confession of sin, and keeping our hearts right before God. Because there's no one here, amen, in this place that does not sin. The fourth thing, amen, is that we see is Cain, amen, is not humble. But he's in pride. He says, am I my brother's keeper? And so you got to remember Abel's profession. What is he? He's a, he's a shepherd. So what Cain is saying is that am I a sh the shepherd's shepherd or the shepherd's uh, sh shepherd? That is not, is that not your job, God, amen, to know where your own sheep are? So it does not stop there. And so he tries to preserve his own self. He says, as God is issuing a curse on Cain, look what he says. Cain says, somebody is going to kill me. Cain does not care about breaking God's law. He does not care about being in worship with God. No, Cain cares about himself. And God has given him, amen, a severe punishment. And so God says, okay, I'm going to put a mark on you so that no one else kills you. God, out of his kindness, still marks Cain, amen, so he would not be murdered. And that's God's mercy, amen, towards us. Because how many of us know there's, there's sometimes we're in defiance of God. And God's trying to deal with us. And so there, there's the mark of sin on us. There, there's a mark of circumstances on us. Like Cain here, amen. But God says, I'm still willing to give you a chance. I'm still willing, amen, for you to repent. But how many of us know that there's a mark on us? People see us differently. Because of what we have done. But God is still kind. Amen to Cain. And so that's what this mark is. God is putting a mark on him. Basically he marked himself. And so he's removed from God's presence. And so that is the most severe element of his punishment. It wasn't losing his job. He was a tiller of the ground. It was going to be hard for him. It's not being kicked out of the, amen, out of his home and a wanderer forever. No, it is the element, amen, that he's not going to be in God's presence anymore. And so what Cain worshipped in his heart is seen in this man's life. And the third thing, amen, what begins in our heart. Is seen in our life and then passed down to the next generation. And so if you're a parent in this place, amen, you know that you've marked your children. I've, I've seen the, the, there's this uh, 
there's this guy in the Houston church and he looks mad all the time. And uh, so his, 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 he has two daughters and their daughters look mad too. And it's just the expression on their face. How many of us know that, that our children come out looking like we do? And so, amen. And so in the Fernandez family, we're, 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 my, my dad, you know, he's, he's tall, he's, he's lanky, he's skinny. And so that's, that's the, that's, I guess, the genes that I've got. But you also mark your children in the spiritual. Some grew up, amen, here, amen, with an angry dad that was angry all the time. He would come home from work. Now, every day you come home from work, you're angry also. You don't want to be, but you're angry. And so you've inherited some of this from your father. But a lot of time it's deep-rooted sin. Or maybe you grew up in, in a household where, where the father or mother were alcoholics. And so alcohol runs rampant in your family. And so there's devastating effects. And so you battle against this. Or maybe you battle against addictions, amen, because of your parents. And so we're always passing down things to the next generation for better or for worse. And so the private sin, amen, of Cain's heart didn't just stay there. It erupts into Abel, and then from Abel, it erupts into his own children. And so how can all this be avoided? First, we must cultivate, amen, a relationship with God. A heart of worship, amen. Second, we must guard our lives. What starts as a tiny seed of sin, this little lust for something that is not ours, or this little rebellion that is against God, we think it's okay because God is gracious toward, towards us. But I want to say that, you know, we have, people have this doctrine of, of the, the, the grace. They have this grace gospel. But I want to say that in the life of Cain, like in the life of so many people, you, you can see, amen, where their heart is with God because their, their, their lives speak, speaks for them. Amen. And it's the same thing with Cain. It's the same thing for you and I. And so in the culture that you and I live in, people say, hey, brother, I'm wrestling with this. I'm wrestling, I'm struggling with pornography or whatever it may be. And people just say, oh, it's okay. God's grace is sufficient. That's true. But you can also say to them, did you know maybe six months or a year from now, you could be removed, amen, from fellowship with the church? Or wander, amen, away from your, from your spouse. All because this little look that you, that you gave to something. And so God's mercy, amen, is big enough for that. It is true, amen, that our sins are many. 
but his mercy is more. But that doesn't mean that we can continue on sinning. Let us look, amen, at the text we just read and be warned. Because in our text, you see Cain talking to God. Cain has a former relationship with God. But in the end, he's, he's marked and he's banished from God's presence. Amen. So we need to guard our lives by confessing our sins. Amen. By the gathering together regularly of the brethren. By being known. Amen. What I mean about this is that people know you. When people know you, amen, it's, it, it's helpful because people can speak into your lives. Um, don't do that, brother. That's stupid. Don't do that, sister. That's dumb. Don't go there. There has to be boundaries in our lives, amen. And so by this, amen, we practice worship. When you feel, amen, this pull of sin and to rebel against God. Ask yourself how your heart is with God. We're called to examine ourselves. We're called to examine our hearts. And you need to ask yourself what's more precious to you? Jesus or the temptation that you're going through? And when you see the goodness of God and His glory in your life, Amen. You'll keep turning to him over and over. I don't want to go back to the life I lived. When I feel down, you know, or I'm being tempted with something, I just look at my life and I'm like, God, I'm so blessed. Do I, do I really want to give this up for this little temptation that I'm going through or this temptation that I'm going through? And I don't. Amen. And so mature Christians have a deep humility about them. It is because they realize that not a moment has passed where God's mercy has not carried them. God's mercy has carried us a long way. John Newton says this. He says, though many dangers, toils, and snares, maybe when we sigh and we think of an outward danger toils and snares but i think of the inward dangers and the inward toils and the inward snares we've already come amen it is his grace that has brought us safe thus far and how many of us know that sometimes we can think that oh it is we we're uh, we're this strong in, in christ because we're doing it all, on our own and we forget about God's, amen, mercy. We forget, amen, that God's been there the whole time. And so the question is this evening, are you a worshiper of God or not? And if you're not, amen, you can be adopted this evening into God's kingdom. You can be made new, amen. The Bible says that God will take your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. That means that he'll give you new desires. 
because all amen our flesh wants is the desires of this world but this evening god can give you a new desire can i have every head bow and every eye closed You've just listened to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast located here in Pasco, Washington. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you come back for more.